0: Hey there, podcast listener. Welcome to The Upfront Investor, the show where each and every week I give you all the very latest information on what's happening in the Australian share market. For more information, products, services, and detailed show notes with a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the news and media tab in the navigation. Now let's get into it. Hello and welcome to The Upfront Investor. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth. within. hopefully everybody's had a fantastic week and that your footy team is in the grand final. If not like me, you're probably uh, drowned your sorrows a little bit um, over the last couple of weeks. But it uh, should be a good week for the finals in both rugby league and for the AFL, so I'm looking forward to those. But uh, let's get into some financial stuff. One thing that is constantly pushed in the financial services industry is, is the concept of diversification. Now I know you've all heard about diversification and when talking with everyday people it all they all seem to agree that you need to diversify. However, almost no one actually knows how to do it properly. Worse still, very few actually know what diversification is other than that they know it reduces your risk. Now given this, my own research, well sorry, given this I actually did my own research into this seemingly obvious theory, or all I want to do is get the real truth on it. The the results that uh, I got actually went into my book, which is titled, for those of you know, it's titled How to Beat the Managed Funds by 20%, and I think it's 10 years since I, I released that, so it was a long time ago I did the research. But in fact, the research I did was so interesting in its results that I wrote um, that to over diversify a portfolio, I wrote in my book that to over diversify a portfolio is to diversify your portfolio. And in essence, I actually created a new word in that. Diversify was never a word, but I think that's to me that really sums it up: is to make your portfolio worse by over diversifying. So whilst it's a, I suppose a sin to under diversify, it's also a, dis- a sin to over diversify. Now, my research into into diversification actually questioned the ability of fund managers to to actually add value to what a normal investor could do for themselves. Now, remember when I did this, we were sort of in the buy and hold era from that sort of um, 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s um, theory of buy and hold because markets you know, in theory just go up, which they don't. And we know that the GFC has really taught us that buy and hold is not necessarily an effective way to to invest. But to me, it's about people adding value to their portfolio or a fund manager adding value to the portfolio. And the GFC has had a lot of people questioning um, financial planners or the industry, so to speak, on their ability to add value. And and so have they. And and they're very working hard to try and fix all of that. But anyway, what could you do for yourself and could you do better than somebody else? Now, the financial services industry pushes diversification as a way of reducing your risk, which, in, which to some degree um, is correct, as I've mentioned previously. But my question is, at what point of time or what point does further diversification of a portfolio become largely a waste of time? After all, we're all told time and time again that too much of a good thing is bad, well, I'm not sure about chocolate though. The basic theory is with each new share in your portfolio, that diversi- the diversification that results from each one of those new shares means you are or means you have reduced the risk in your portfolio. Now all this is pretty simple really. That said, once you own 12 shares in your portfolio, the reduction to the risk in that portfolio becomes minimal. And this further decreases the more shares you hold in your portfolio. Holding more shares from this point on is largely a waste of time as it really only starts to reduce the ability of your portfolio to actually outperform the market. My suggestion is that investors only need to hold between 8 and 12 shares to have a properly diversified portfolio. That will outperform the market. Now, if you want to read my research and how I do it, you need to get into my book if you have not um, done, that, done that so far. You can order it off our website, wealthwithin.com.au. Go into our bookshop. Um, and you can also get it in other bookshops around Australia as well. Now, there's another reason not to over-diversify in the Australian market. And that is the top 20 stocks on our market make up around 50% of that market or the market capitalisation. And the top 50, I think, is around that it's like 75%. I think it might even be 78%. Therefore, you don't really need to have too many stocks to get good growth and low risk. Because, you know, the top 20 on the Australian market are quite low risk. Um, so the whole risk... Argument sort of diminishes in Australia, doesn't a little bit. The more diversification you have in a portfolio, generally means the less risk you have to that overall portfolio. When there's a downward movement in price of one or more of the shares in their portfolio or in your portfolio, and so I understand why it promoted. So you know they they also say you know if one one stock falls out of bed, then you're not risking most of your portfolio. And I understand that, and I agree with that sort of stuff. However, what we don't look at is it does exactly the opposite, in that it also reduces the ability of your portfolio to profit or outperform from a strong rise in one or more of those shares. For example, I've seen, uh, oh geez, back in the early 2000s when I was doing all this research, I was looking at lots of different people's portfolios, and so many times I saw a portfolio with a position size of less than 5% of a stock in their whole portfolio now, you know, a lot of those cases, that stock would have to double in price to actually make any much of a move in, in the person's total portfolio. So what I'll know with people is they want good growth, but they don't like lots of downside risk. And think that's the interesting thing. So in my book, um, investors never worry about, or in my book, not many in my book, my book, but in my in my belief, I suppose <laughs> is a better way of saying it, in my belief, investors never worry about shares going up. They do ever worry about them going down. Um, well, I've never had anybody tell me they worry about them going up. I only bet them going down. And so in my mind, as long as investors take an active approach to investing by limiting their downside risk on any share they own, then there's no real need to over-diversify. And that's what the industry haven't done or didn't do prior to the GFC. They're doing it more now, but at the end of the day, is if you protect your risk, let the upside happen, and the downside cut your downside short. So it's a premise of trading for those who are traders is uh, let your profits run, cut your losses short. That's what we're talking about here. So using a stop loss on every share you own is one of the simplest and most effective ways to protect the downside risk on your portfolio and allows you to diversify less and still have a low level of risk. Um, for those who need to understand a bit about stop losses and everything, uh, there are some in my book, but also that uh, my Your Trading Mentor 10 lesson course, which is a really um inexpensive course on au. go in there and you can do the course and i talked about uh, a couple of different ways to exit stocks and know how to exit because the interesting thing is is probably about 90 percent of the people who contact us who aren't students of ours all they want to know is how to get in how to get out or what shares to buy which is the same thing um and so everybody needs to know the same thing but doing that or doing those lessons will help you understand all of that but here are three simple rules for a portfolio. Number one, divide your capital into approximately 10 equal parts. That means you'd have roughly 10 shares. So it was like eight to 12 shares. So 8% in every share is around about 12 shares in your portfolio. If you put 12% in every share, you'll have about eight shares, but around about that 10 equal parts. Um, rule number two, invest directly into eight or 12 blue chip shares. Number three, set a stop loss at 15%, 15% below your buy price. And once in profit, raise that 15% to below the last major high so as it's going up just keep working out whatever last major high was 15% below that and just keep raising it up so you protect your capital real real simple strategies on how to do that if you want some more as I said my book has some stuff and obviously the Your Trading Mentor course has some other things to help you with all this but now we know a bit about diversification let's have a look at the market or what my thoughts are on the market now last week the Australian market continued to fall short-term or below short-term support at 5,500 points to around 5,400 points. Now, history shows the Australian share market typically falls between four to six weeks into its yearly cycle low before it finds support. And we could actually be doing this right now, although it's we didn't expect it at this particular time, but it could actually be doing it now um, from that point of view. So since the peak in August, the market has only fallen for a period of about four weeks and therefore if it's four to six weeks there probably could be another one or two weeks fall so this week and maybe next week we could see the market fall or we could see it find some support and and start to turn and trade back up again so we could see a little bit more of a fall the market could continue slightly though before the buyers return that's what i'm saying and they basically the buyers will return to take advantage of the cheaper prices on some of these great stocks there's some really really nice stocks out there at some nice lower prices at the moment. So for those of you who are astute, you'll be watching very carefully. Now, interestingly, Lee, if I can say that correctly, interestingly, uh, it is Monday, uh, lower share prices have seen the price earnings or PE ratios for many companies also fall. Now, whilst I'm not a big advocate of PE ratios, it generally indicates there's some, um, uh, you know, there's some movement there basically currently the market averages around 15 well below the level where our market may typically correct now stocks in sectors such as materials retail and financials are moving into undervalued territory and suggesting there is some good buying to come now i know i did a, a commented for um, retail companies, yeah, for the Herald Sun on the weekend, I believe them. I didn't even see Saturday's Herald Sun. It might have been in the Daily Telegraph for people in the Sydney and the, I think it's a Courier Mail in Brisbane if it was networked. But Corina um, Barrymore wrote it. But I talked about a few retail stocks like my Harvey Norman's looking good, uh, some of those and some other the retail stocks like JB Hi-Fi as well. Now the current decline does not change my two thousand and fourteen target of between. 5,800 and 6,000 points for our market for the end of the year. However, it does signal a time to exercise a little bit more caution in this case, uh, in case it doesn't occur. Um, I know some people wrongly hang on to predictions of analysts saying to themselves, hey, Dale said 6,000 points by December, so I'll hold on to all my stocks and I might even buy some more. And I know I get that quite regularly. People hang on to experts or perceived gurus or what they said. And you know, if I might say, I like BH people, people think, well, Oh, I should hang on to that. That's not what we're talking about here. Is Right now, um, you need to remember we're not always right. I'm not always right. You know, it's, it, just because Dale says this doesn't mean it's going to happen 100% of the time. Sometimes what we talk about doesn't happen or happen to the extent that we think it's going to happen. And, then, uh, and as our analysis is only a probability. Now, you are responsible for your portfolio and you do need to make decisions on fact and have a strategy on how to manage your portfolio moving forward. As, a, as, a, as such, you need to know if you're going to hold them, why you're going to hold them, and if you need to sell them, how you're going to sell them and what's going to trigger you to sell them uh, rather than hanging on to what Dale says or, or what somebody else says. I think hopefully you've enjoyed this podcast and hopefully your team wins on the weekend. Anyway, you've been listening to The Upfront Investor. I'm Dale Gillan, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Take care. Thanks for listening to this week's Upfront Investor podcast. For more information, products and services, and detailed show notes with a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the news and media tab in the navigation.